Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Record is a podcast focused on the marketing and advertising industry from the perspective of two industry experts. Hosts Matt Farrar and Joe Clements are co-founders of Strategic Digital Services, a digital marketing firm based in Tallahassee, Florida, and founded in 2014. I'm Matt Farrar. And I'm Joe Clements. And this is the Podcast of Record. Hello, Of Record listeners. This week, we had some technical difficulties in the studio, and as a result, the quality of the audio is not up to par. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause, and we promise to be back to normal for next week's episode. Enjoy. Hey, listeners. Uh, it is a Matt Ferrarless episode. Uh, there's an empty chair across the table from me, so it's just uh, me and Rebecca. Hey, listeners. Hello, Rebecca. The Hi. listeners are saying hello when they hear this in the future. <laughs> It is sad that we're missing Matt, but... And we're on the same side of the table, so we're just staring at the empty side of the table. Yeah, we're Because producer Alex is on our right side, so there's this big empty space. Same side sitters right now. Where Matt, where Matt used to be. Very uncomfortable. How dare you. <laughs> uh, so, we have kind of a short episode, probably go about 25 minutes, so I'll get us going. And uh, first thing here is we'll start with the Facebook ad boycott in our news rundown, so dun, this on an ad age. Uh, even brands not in the Facebook boycott have shifted social ad spin. Spending for top advertising drops or not advertisers dropped 19% for Facebook and 9% for Twitter. Now, um, I have a theory on this. Do you know what it is? Uh, what's your theory? Well, give me a thought. You think, you think advertisers are actually pulling off of Facebook? Uh, no, this... Is probably also related to them just shifting their marketing strategy because of coronavirus. Yeah. And happens to be that they're going to spend less on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I noticed something looking in some uh, client ad accounts yesterday, and it was 
on about July 1st, CPM cost plummeted by about 40% mm -hmm. for multiple clients, mm -hmm. especially the ones running, uh, you know, multiple states or nationwide. Mm -hmm. So I think what Facebook did in advance of the boycott is I think they increased their ad load. So they created more ad inventory that caused CPMs to drop to encourage advertisers to stay on the platform. Okay. So what I think is going on is something like the advertisers are still spending, but they don't have to spend as much because CPMs have dropped. And so some of them are taking the freed up budget and putting it in other places and trying other things. Them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just theory. I don't know. Maybe maybe enough brands have like, you know, bounced off Facebook. But brands really aren't the big driver of Facebook and Instagram marketing. It tends to be uh, direct to consumer, uh, you know, local shops and restaurants, things like that. So what about the nine percent for Twitter? What's your theory there? So people I mean, are realizing well, what a dumpster fire placing ads on Twitter. Yeah, is. well, Twitter's been. Uh, I think there was like I saw the news last week. It was like a twenty three percent revenue hit from Twitter in Q uh, Q two. Mm -hmm. So Twitter got hit hard. Yeah, because Twitter's just not. A great place to buy advertising for the most part. And if you are sensitive to being trolled and people saying crazy, insane stuff to you, Twitter's not where you want to run ads. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people say crazy stuff on Facebook, but where do you see the truly awful things? Mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, 9 out of 10, just like horrendous things that are said on the internet are said on Twitter. <laughs> that's a fact. You can look it up. My fact checker is saying that's partially true. Partially. Pants on fire. <laughs> uh, so I got some sad news for you. Okay. What is it? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Amazon mm -hmm. confirmed that it will delay Prime Day. No. That's yeah. horrifying. I actually wanted to buy a TV this year on Prime Day. Yeah. It's my new Black Friday. Usually held in... It's Amazon's new Black Friday as well. <laughs> uh, usually held in mid-July. Uh, coronavirus has caused them to delay... Uh, and they will move Prime Day um, to August, it looks like they're doing. Okay, I can live with that. August, like early August? Oh, wait, hold on, I misread this. They have the, they did not set a new date, but they did say there's going to be a Prime Day in India on August 6th and 7th. Okay. I should learn to read. Um, can I buy a TV from Amazon India and get it shipped to the U.S.? I don't know, that's a good question. I'll look into it. Yeah. Uh, so Prime Day is, you know, Prime Day, and this kind of ties into another piece on here I have, which is uh, out of eMarketer on search volumes by platform. And so Prime Day is big because it drives a lot of traffic for Amazon. You were joking about it being your Black Friday, mm -hmm. but it's really Amazon creating, uh, it's got the scale to create its own demand. And so Amazon can launch Prime Day and basically stimulate its own demand in the middle of one of the slower shopping seasons of the year. Yeah, it's Christmas in July. It is Christmas in July. Uh, so, you know, this ties into another, another. well, you know who it's really Christmas in July for? You know who orders so much stuff on Prime Day? Matt Farrar. Matt Farrar. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Matt Farrar doesn't need, like, a deal to necessarily have him, like, no, but every have Christmas Prime Day, show up yeah. to the office. Just things just start showing up. It's like, oh, God, on Prime Day. It's all yeah. the most random stuff, too. Um, so, eMarketer released, going back to 2017, to project it out to 2021, net U.S. search ad revenue ad share. And so, ad revenue ad share roughly reflective of search volumes. So when I say search, you think... Google search. Google search. Uh, so Google, and right now, 2020, 
has uh, 70%, 71.1% of um, search ad revenue goes to Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is number two, and it has 14.3. And next year, eMarketer predicts it'll be at around 16 at 15.9% of the search market. Uh, do you know why this is? Uh, no. So this ties into another piece of news Google made this week where they are waiving their fees for merchants on Google Shopping. Mm-hmm. You know when you search and Google shows shopping results at the top? Yeah, they get Google, a little slice. Google charges a premium for that and they're waiving it. It's because what, what happens when people are looking for information, they go to Google mm-hmm. and then some savages, I guess, go to Bing. <laughs> some sav- Some poor... Some poor folks that yeah, work they, for the state and yeah. Bing is their primary Because they can't download anything right. else. Yeah. <laughs> They're blocked from anything else. Um, you know, or a big, big company might be, or Microsoft. I guess Microsoft employees have to use Bing. Oh, sorry. Um, so. I figure Microsoft employees know how to, like, hack it and at least download Google Chrome. And then when they're possible, but they may be spy, proud of like, their product. They like quickly switch yeah, edge. switch browsers. <laughs> <laughs> he got Bing up on Edge. Um, Shoot, I accidentally opened Firefox. Hey, can you get on Teams? <laughs> um, so when you look for a product, where do you go? Uh, so it depends. Like I start off on Google, and then I have an idea to be like, oh, let me just search Amazon and see. Yeah. Um, so th- this is relevant because right now I'm looking for curtains uh-huh. um, and I keep searching and I'm finding out that like shopping for curtains online is super annoying because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you kind of want to start see a the, business. Well, you want to <laughs> see the fabric. DTC curtains. Yeah. And everything. Hi, Rebecca. I found a curtain rod, but I found shopping for curtains to be <laughs> impossible online. No, it's I, I'm not a huge online shopper. I just don't really love it. I like being able to see a product because there's a million things I see online where I'm like, yeah, that looks good. And then when I see it in person, I'm like, this is the ugliest thing yeah. I've ever seen. So, um, so I actually just went through this process last night where I started on Google and I was like, this is overwhelming. So I looked on Amazon, but then Amazon didn't sort in a way that was helpful to me. Yeah. So. Well, you know why it wasn't sorting in a way that's helpful to you? Why? It's because a lot of the top results are ads. Yeah. They're all sponsored. <laughs> yeah. They're all sponsored. <laughs> it's like, I don't want the curtains that they're trying to shove down why, my throat. why Amazon is now the second biggest <laughs> ad, I want, ad seller. I want free choice curtains. <laughs> yeah. So free choice curtains. I want the algorithm to honestly deal with my curtain Correct. searches. Uh, but that's why Amazon has been successful at capturing so much of that search ad revenues because they're the place where a lot of people start for searches for product. So, yeah, how does it determine this? Like, that the percentage of market share is if they're the primary search platform? Uh, so this is ad revenue. So they're oh, okay. just looking, they're estimating revenues gotcha. taken in by each company okay. uh, and the percentage of that total market that each one has. So... Um, you know, I think the Amazon story is also getting a lot more attention this week. Have you seen the other news today? What's going on in Capitol Hill? Uh, is this Facebook? No, oh, they're bringing everybody back in. They got Bezos. He's oh, coming really? in this week. They got Zuckerberg in. So we get another round of making fun of oh, uh, we, congressional members. We get another round of, of congressional members asking how to work remote control. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for their lack of technological savvy so i think this will be a little more sophisticated it seems like uh, because the political wrangling over this is is different and so this is these are hearings in the senate not in the house uh, the senate of course is controlled by the republicans and now tech finds itself on the wrong side of republicans whereas three years ago they're on the wrong side of democrats right uh so they have everybody coming in and what's interesting with uh 
Bezos is, this will be his first hearing in front of Congress. I'm trying to find the story on it here. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos faces rare test and first testimony. Yeah, and so he has to explain uh, why Amazon is not a monopoly and is not anti-competitive. So I want to play a game here. Okay. The game is called Justify Your Business. Okay. So... Uh, I want you to put yourself in the head of Jeff Bezos yeah. and justify your business. So case. Amazon is not a monopoly because they are simply a strong competitor in a world where Target and Walmart have taken a significant part of market share in terms of, what do you classify that as, like big box retail? Yeah. Um, retail. You were talking about retail in general. Retail plus <laughs> grocery. Um, and... They are merely a large competitor now with a smarter business model than the others have that now they're they're trying to replicate. One um, other option. Just one option in the market. One other option. Of Amazon's Amazon. just another option in the market for Correct. consumers. Yeah. yeah. So that that's honestly my argument. My mm-hmm. argument would try to flip the flip the monopoly over to Walmart, who has monopolized yeah. retail for, you know, the past what, yeah. 20, 30 years. So that's the game. And uh, and I think that's the message that I've seen them use in the past, which is something like, uh, you know, look at the market. We are not even the majority of the market. We have several competitors, and they'll name Costco, Amazon. And so one of the things tech will do is it will uh, change the frame. And this is the confusing thing about, you know, antitrust or monopoly is uh, how do you define the market? So if you define the market as, uh, you know, third-party online retail... I guess Amazon has a monopoly on that, essentially. But if you define the market as all retail like you did, well, Amazon's one player. Amazon's, right. you know, maybe a third of that. Uh, and then Walmart and Target and Costco and grocery stores are all all big players. So now to flip it, when Congress tries to put the spotlight on Amazon's acquisitions, like um, handling like transportation and freight, how do you argue that that's not... A monopolization. So, yeah, I think that where, and this is harder to go after, I think, from a political angle, is the horizontal monopoly is easy to go after. Oh, they're the whole market. The vertical, what's called, or I'm sorry, the vertical monopoly is easy. Ah, oh, they're the whole market. The horizontal right. monopoly is harder because you have to say, well, you're, you know, you're number two in search ad revenue and you're, you're number two in number three in video streaming and you're number four in, uh, connected TV devices and your number three in music streaming. Right. Um, how do you make a case that their presence in those markets constitutes an unfair advantage uh, in all of their, you know, other activities? Right. And in strong presence. Like, yeah. we're not saying, like, oh, yeah, they have, like, a 12th rank, like, yeah. streaming. Service. And what Amazon says is we lose money on all that stuff. We're still trying to make money. We just barely make money. We're trying to break even on it. So tell me this, is a factor of a monopoly is, like, it has to be profitable? Like, is that part of the definition? No, in fact, like, one of the the arguments that antitrust people will make is the fact that they can do something and lose money on it drives other competitors out of the market. Mm -hmm. Because they can just subsidize the cost of it from their profitable business lines. Yeah, from the other lines. Yeah. So that's that's a good one. So let's play the next one. Are you ready? Yeah. It's called Justify Your Business, Your Facebook. So I have a cheat sheet here because I was just thinking from this article headline that he's taking a page out of the Trump handbook and he goes, 
Facebook success is patriotic. <laughs> God bless America. Yeah, this is not a Bloomberg article. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, that's honestly that's honestly a great angle to say, like, hey, we've been defending, to this Congress at least, hey, we've been defending free speech. Look at how much flack we've taken because yeah. we're protecting consumers' First Amendment right above every, literally yeah. every other platform. We, look, look at the news. Advertisers have left us because right. we're standing for free speech. Right. And our success story is one that is the American dream. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think helps them in that uh, this is an American company angle is trying to get TikTok banned. Because Facebook has the uh, competitor ready to be plugged in on Instagram. They'll probably right. roll it out. So if you can get TikTok yeah, Next. out of the market, and, yeah. then, and then the next natural backup. Will yeah, be you may think one. we're bad, but at least we're not the Chinese. <laughs> right, we're not Chinese spies. I, you know, I also think, and I've said this multiple times, I think one of Facebook's angles needs to be, uh, hey, we're the advertising platform for small and local business. Yeah. Uh, we're the only one. place they can afford to advertise. We're very effective. We don't even have a monopoly. You know, we're only, and you would never issue a denial, obviously, but you would say we're only... 12% of the total advertising market. There's lots of options. There's TV, there's radio. Are we the only Facebook? Yeah, we're the only Facebook, but there's lots of places to advertise. Yeah, I mean, I think that's smart. We specialize and, in small and medium business. And, you know, it's it's not wrong. Because truly, like... Well, we, 90% is the stat that is... Um, so Facebook's... The top 100 advertisers in the country yeah. account for only 10% of Facebook's revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, truly, I, from the agency perspective, when people with smaller budgets come to us and they're like, what's the most effective use of my marketing dollars? Facebook. It's truly yeah. Facebook. Yeah, that's how you'll get the most bang for your buck. It's the only place they can afford. It's the only thing that has the uh, marginal scale you need to do. Right, right. All right. And uh, last one. Defend Google. Oh, against Google being a monopoly? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is one that I haven't really thought much about. Um, I mean, again, uh, so Google has many competitors in its market. Um, Its acquisition of YouTube definitely makes it a harder case to make. Um, But is it a monopoly? Okay, so tell me this. When they have content creators that upload and they they pay uh, their creators, Mm -hmm. Is it technically like the business is a monopoly because it, it's comprised of a, like a multitude of like smaller... So it would just be that that's the only distribution channel for those. Oh, well, that's not true. There's yeah. a Vimeo if you want Yeah, there's a Vimeo. Um, what else is there for video? I mean, Facebook is yeah. a video streaming platform. Lots of porn sites. You can <laughs> oh, upload yeah, video too. Lots of porn sites. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say there's a lot of competitors in the market for that. And then, so would it would it be just for Google? Um, cause, I mean, search search is a hard argument according to this yeah. data because they have seventy percent of market share. So I think Google's actually in, in the most trouble here. Yeah. Because Google has the most uh, opaque model mm-hmm. of how they return search results, mm-hmm. and it has the. Uh, it has the closest thing to a monopoly on something, which is search. Yeah. Now, you can see the revenue, that's not the case, but the search for information, that's almost universally the case for them. Yeah. I mean, there is Bing. There is Bing, and it has pretty pictures on it. <laughs> um, pretty, pretty pictures. I mean, so what would you say Google's argument could be? What's the... 
What's the whole for Google? Yeah. So if I was Google, I would make the argument based on, uh, hey, the reason we've we've earned consumer trust, and that's the business we're in, we're in the trust game, is uh, consumers have to trust that when they type in a query on our search engine, they're getting back the best possible query. If they're not, it is, there's no friction for them to go elsewhere. And then yeah. I'd name five competitors that they can go to. Yeah. Uh, and so we, are, we have an aligned incentive to ensure that we produce the most valid results for the consumer's query. And the reason people choose us is because we do that. Yeah, I mean, look, that's also another one, though, that even though I wouldn't recommend as, like ad dollars to be efficiently spent on Google as much as I would Facebook, um, like Google My Business, like it's much easier to locate like small and medium-sized mm-hmm. businesses now because of Google's like, Google search Maps. feature yeah. yeah, and Google Maps because um, you get their hours, you get their address, you get to see reviews. Um, so they could also play a pity card on like, we're helping out small businesses. Yeah, I, I think they'll be able to do that. Um, th- and look, one of the things I think they'll do is I think they'll bounce off each other as like, oh no, that's our competitor. And then you have them just kind of all pointing the finger at each other. Yeah. So um, I think the acronym for all the big tech companies now is like Fat Man, like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. Um, gosh, what's the M? I have a I have a chart in here somewhere. I've not seen this. It's a... It, it was a while back. We ended up not covering it on the podcast because it was just too technical. Oh, here we go. Uh, Facebook, Amazon. Uh, I don't know what this A is. There's two A's. What's another A for a tech company? I don't see it. Whatever. Uh, Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Okay. Yeah, but there's What's two the A's. M? This is a really bad segment. Uh, and then they use the <laughs> they they use the Apple logo as the A, then the Netflix is the N. And so that's the oh M is Microsoft. Oh yeah. I better recognize the Microsoft I logo. Know. <laughs> <laughs> if it was bright green like my Xbox, I'd recognize it. I don't know what that A is right there. Does it tell you in that? Oh, Alphabet. Oh, Alphabet, Google. So it's Facebook, Alphabet, Amazon, Tesla, Microsoft, company. Apple, Netflix, Fat Man, and combine the Fat Man companies. Uh, are all up uh, $1.7 trillion in 2020. It's going to be a good Christmas in some households out there. Um, so, you know, I think all the fat mans are just going to point the fingers at each other. Like, we mm-hmm. can't be an monopoly because they're our competitor. Yeah. Um, we got some conspiracy theories. Yeah, in there, and then we got we to finish quick, so I'm not going to be able to take an hour to go through this. Pick your favorite. Uh, so this is out of Axios, and it's um, it is... Several right-leaning TV networks and hosts have walked back or acknowledged giving prominence to conspiracy theories. Plandemic. Uh, Plandemic. Uh, Why it matters. There's been a lot of focus over the past few years on misinformation spreading online, yet some of the most damaging falsities have come from TV networks that reach millions of Americans daily. Sinclair Broadcast Group asks its dozens of local affiliates not to air this weekend's episode of America This Week because it interviewed the Plandemic lady. So, I mean, I look, I am a uh, conspiracy theory hobbyist. Yes. Very much enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Do so, you necessarily believe them? Uh, no, no, no. Mo- most of them, I mean, so you have the, 
if you can explain it with simple incompetence or ass covering, you know, most of the time that's a better explanation. Now, I mean, conspiracies do happen. We know multiple uh, throughout, especially American history. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they happen fairly routinely. We're probably part of 10 of them right now, and nobody will know it for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, what I think is is interesting here is the uh, labeling of dissenting speech as hate or conspiracy the- mm-hmm. uh, speech. So I'll give you an example, right? Uh, Facebook, camera conspiracy theories, uh, QAnon is bad, right? Mm-hmm. QAnon is bad, it's right-wing. Uh, do you know what conspiracy theory uh, no one is complaining about on Facebook that's all over the place? That masks. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> Do something. That's that's spicy. Uh, no, it, it's uh, it's the um, you know one of the uh, core conspiracy theories that you see on the left is the KKK have infiltrated American police and are carrying out this systematic extermination of oh, black so men in America. I haven't even seen that. Yeah, I mean, and you wouldn't because you'd be on the other side of the aisle. But like, if you watch, uh, and what's interesting, by the way, is there's a whole genre of conspiracy that's like uh, black conspiracy. There's okay. a whole, uh, you know, the conspiracy media, there's a whole realm of that. Right. Uh, and black people have been the subject of actually several government conspiracies in the history of America. Um, that's, you know, pretty dark if you ever want to get down that road of the types of things that were done to black communities. So they have a reason for believing it. Uh, but, like, that's a conspiracy, but it doesn't result in any pushback. So what we do is we select the conspiracies kind of oddly that we think are bad and need to be banned mm-hmm. and the ones that are okay and can go forward. And so I think the problem is uh, labeling, you know, labeling ideas. And that's what it is, a con- you know, an idea is a con- problematic conspiracy theory. Uh, not for the least of which is... Uh, if you want people to look into something, what's the best way to get them to look into something? Tell them they... Tell them not to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, don't, don't, look don't, look that. That. don't look into don't, that. Don't look at that. Don't I, look there. I believe this actually happened at yeah. lunch with our lunch conversation. You yeah. brought up something absurd. Yeah, I don't and you're want like, to tell you, yeah. You're like, uh, just don't I look don't into tell it. You. That's the, uh, I mean, it, but look, it shows you how to touch some people are with human nature that... If you want to push conspiracy theory, what you would do is tell people not to look at it. It's dangerous, and then everybody right. wants to go see it. Right. It's like the oldest, it's like the oldest mistake you can make. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see how this winds up. For I think a lot of the pressure on Facebook is because uh, it's a it's an indirect attempt to block Trump from advertising on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and Google eventually because he's spending. I think. Uh, I saw $6 million a week between the two platforms. Wow. Was, uh... Yeah. Biden's spending something like uh, one or $2 million a week. So he's being outspent three to one. So I think part of the objective being run here is uh, to block the Trump activity on that platform. And so you're seeing a lot of other things tied into it. He must be spending two, $2 million per week for a three to one. Yeah. He's spending about that. Wow. Uh... It goes up and down. It's interesting if you look yeah. at the stats on it. Um, all right, so we got to make a fast wrap um, after conspiracies. I wish I could have spent hours on it. I mean, I think maybe you should do a special episode. Oh, uh, we should do a special episode. In on the past, you've talked about theories. creating a podcast just about conspiracies. That, but I there's no point. There are literally hundreds. Hundreds. Did of you know there's but a? This is your there way are of... podcasts <laughs> that are literally Zoom calls between the host of like thirty conspiracy theory podcasts 
talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah, you made me listen to one the other week. I know, and you're like Britney. about Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, it was like, here we are, there's five uh, comment or five yeah. popular conspiracy theorists here to talk about this conspiracy theory. And now there's some like, mind-blowing stuff in there, this though. This is a whole very niche you, world. You I never thought about uh, the uh, Mickey Mouse Club being a brainwashing scheme? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, how honored does Christina Aguilera feel that, like, they destroyed Britney Spears' life just so that she didn't have a competing voice? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's what type of stuff you learn. Mickey Mouse Club Deep State. Yeah, Mickey Mouse Club Deep State. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All right, I don't really know how to close it out because Matt's not here. What do we usually say? Hi, we usually We usually ask for a review. Yeah. Um, subscribe. Give us a review. Subscribe. And thank you for listening. Tell people about the podcast. Until next week, listeners. Of Record is hosted and produced by me, Matt Farrar, and Joe Clements. Senior producer is Kyle Kane. Of Record is recorded at SDS Studios in Tallahassee, Florida. This episode of Of Record was edited and mixed by Kyle Kane. Our theme music is composed and performed by Rob Goki. Special thanks to Rebecca Romero, Nipa Eason, Shannon Glasner, and our team of interns here at SDS Studios. You can see more information about our guests and their projects at our website, podcastofrecord.com. We are, of course, on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast of Record. For more information or to inquire about coming on the show, you can email us at info at podcastofrecord.com. As always, we'd appreciate your feedback and reviews in your favorite podcast app of choice. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.